When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host... Steve Collins. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Coach Unplugged. So excited you decided to join us today. Before we jump into the into the podcast, I'd like to give a big shout out to our two sponsors. First of all, Dr. Dan, the number one shooting machine on the market. Um, you know, their customer service, even before they were sponsors, w- was unbelievable. It's one of the reasons I, I reached out to them and said, I want you to sponsor, be one of our sponsors on our podcast, because I just believe in their machine so much. And it's just helped our team win so many games. So uh, mention Coach Unplugged, they'll give you $350 off. Also go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. It is the one-stop shop. It is my baby. Um, it's one of the reasons we're able to keep this free. We're not going to be charging for our podcast or our YouTube channel or anything like that. Um, but it's also run by a high school coach for high school coaches or youth coaches or even college coaches. Um, it's not run by a, a, a college. It's not Zoom. It's not all these Zoom calls. It's on court. It's demonstrations. It's videos. It's clinics. It's handouts. It's everything you need to become a better basketball coach in a one-stop shop. So if it's not there, I will find it for you. <laughs> all right, let's head off to the podcast. All right, welcome to Coach Unplugged, episode 8,842. I don't even know what it is, Coach. It's over 600. I have lost track. It's a, <laughs> I don't know. There was a point where, you'll love this, there was a point where I decided I'm going to do this five days a week, and then I started it, people liked it, and I can't stop now. Now if I stop, it's like, crap, I can't go back, you know? So yeah. I know you started your new one. If you ever go more than once a week, just know that once you've set that pattern, it's not going away. Okay. Um, the the editing. Um, so, Coach, I'm gonna have Chris. I'm gonna have you introduce yourself. Kind of give your summary of your basketball experience. That's usually the way I do this. So, what I say is kind of give your basketball journey, where you started, where you ended, um, you know, what you're doing now. Um, and then uh, we'll go, we're going to, you and I are, we're going to talk about some practice planning, I think, which will be really cool because people always have questions about that. And then we'll 
we'll see wherever whatever road we'll go down the record is two hours and 48 minutes don't think we'll get there tonight because i'm gassed but that is the record for my podcast (laughs) (laughs) so we will not beat that record that was actually about three weeks ago so we won't beat that one but um we'll see we'll, we'll see how far this goes all right go ahead coach sorry okay so um like every kid, uh, I grew up playing. I played all the sports. I, play, I mean, literally everything. Swimming, soccer, baseball, basketball, golf, tennis, whatever. I was always a kid with a ball in my hand doing something. One of the things I specialized at is I always knew all the rules and all the strategies to all the games because I wasn't the best athlete. So if I figure if I knew all that, that would help me compete. And it did for a long time until I got to high school with basketball where I grew up in New Jersey, we have one of the best public high school basketball teams in the state of New Jersey for 40 years. I was not playing on the team. Right. It was never an option. It was never a, a thing. Um, but I always, uh, you know, always studied strategies of sports and everything. Got out of college, kind of didn't know what I wanted to do. I'd done some video production work. My uncle was friends with the athletic director of the University of Kentucky at the time, C.M. Newton, who was big in college basketball for a long time. <laughs> A very long time, yes. Yes, and so uh, my uncle said, I'll call CM. He'll give you an internship. That's the way my uncle was. I go, well, how's he going to give me? He said, don't worry about it. He called CM. I went out, drove out to Kentucky. He gave me an internship doing video for Kentucky basketball, helping out with the video department. That was my first job out of college, working for the University of Kentucky men's basketball program. That's a pretty good, good, that's a good start. Like, how, like, I was thinking about retiring after that. Like, <laughs> you know, like I was in Rupp Arena every day. Like, that was my job. So I uh, worked there for a year, interning with the video department. Uh, Who was the head, head coach? The head coach was Tubby Smith. Okay. Uh, worked there for a year. Then got hired as the uh, video coordinator and, and uh, advanced scouting director for the University of South Carolina basketball program with uh, Eddie Fogler was the coach at the time. Oh, okay. Worked, worked one year for Coach Fogler. He, he, uh, he retired. Then Dave Odom took over. He came over from Wake Forest uh, after coaching Tim Duncan and Randolph Childress and all those great teams in the 90s. Why, do you, why do you think he left Wake Forest? He had the best team he was ever going to have at Wake Forest. Okay. You know what I mean? Once Tim Duncan leaves, you're never going to have that team again. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. I mean, because I, I think that I consider that a parallel move. Well, it was a public school, so it had a little bit more money to okay. offer him, a public institution rather than Wake that Wake. was private. Yep. So okay. uh, wor- worked with Coach Odom for seven years. He retired, and then I worked one year for Darren Horn, who okay. came over from Western Kentucky. Yep. And uh, then after that, I started coaching high school basketball with a friend of mine in, in Columbia, South Carolina, at Ridgeview High School for two years. Then I moved back to New Jersey, where I'm from. And I coached freshman basketball at Creskill High School for four years. One year there as the JV coach. Then I moved on to Saddlebrook High School, where I was the freshman coach for four years. And then this past season, I took over as the varsity coach at Saddlebrook High School. And you're from Jersey. That's I'm why you went Jersey. home. Okay. You're you're in the you're in the heat you're in the middle of you're middle of COVID central over there. Oh, absolutely. I'm I'm five miles from New York City. Yeah, where we are. Yeah, it's crazy. It is. My nephew lives in New York. My, my brother's got a place in New York, and he's living there right now. Yeah. And he's been locked down for like five weeks. Yeah, um, I just hit six weeks today. And do you go to the grocery store? Yeah, about once a week. Okay, that's about what we do. 
Yeah. That's crazy. But that's really about it, you know? And then, so why did you, did you not want to stay in the college game? Did you not want to try to work that way? Or did you, how, how did it, how did it work? First of all, at least the warmth of South Carolina, but more importantly to um, leave the college game. Cause it is different. People ask me that all the time about the college game. It's, it's a grind. It's a total grind. I was lucky that for 10 years, I basically, you know, I was Kentucky for one year and then South Carolina for basically nine years. So for 10 years, I was pretty centrally located. Right. Then it was going to be time to start being a vagabond, which is what college athletics can be like. A friend of mine's dad got the head coaching job at the University of Wyoming, and he went there to be an assistant right as I left South Carolina. And he called me up and he said, Chris, I'm going to ask you this one time. Do you want to come to Laramie and work with us? And I said, Jeremy, I love you. I love your dad. No, I don't want to move to Wyoming. Right. You know, because then it's and then, Wyoming. And if you years. say that, when you, when you say that at the college game, you're done. Like, because the way to, the way to, the way to move your way, you got to go every, you got to be willing to every two or three years to be willing to move. Right. And that's what I wasn't, I kind of, right. you know, some family things and things yep. like that. I was like, nope, that's not what I want to do. Okay. Um, do you, you, you do stand up. I do do stand-up comedy, yes. Did How I often? tell you that? How did you know that? Uh, I did my research. <laughs> I used to do stand-up a long time ago. 20, did you really? Oh, it was a long time. 25 years ago, maybe? I think you said that in one of the emails. Yeah. I did. Um, so, do you still do that? I do. And you, I, do, I, mean, I, did I, show last, I did a Zoom show last Saturday night. <laughs> really? Yeah. How does that work? just sit here and tell jokes and there's people there was about 35 people with cameras on laughing and sitting in their living rooms well that's interesting it was odd i tell people i tell i tell people when people laugh it's all it's as good as like coaching when the crowd goes wild there's a it's mm -hmm. a drug yeah yeah well my team was two and 23 this year so the crowd never really went wild <laughs> Uh, so you never you never got that feeling no <laughs> but you're you're close to the mecca yes yes and uh when we were at south carolina we played in the nit semifinals and finals three times we actually won it twice uh so i've been i actually coached the high school game there when i was coaching in south carolina the guy that i worked for was a coach that always thinks outside the box and he called up and we had to pay like $3,000 to play a scrimmage the morning before the preseason NIT that used to go on around Thanksgiving. So it was us and another team from South Carolina flew up here, stayed in hotels, and got to play on the garden floor with our high school kids. That's awesome. An amazing experience. That's awesome. Do you have HBO? Do you watch Barry? I don't even know what that is now. Oh, it's a stand-up. You haven't seen the stand-up thing on HBO? No. Oh my God! You gotta watch it. It's basically, yeah. You'll, I'll, I'll send it to you. And it's, I think, okay. it's, I don't know, or maybe it's not Barry. That's a different one. There's a stand-up comedian that basically has a show on HBO, and it's his how he basically works his way up through stand-up. And okay, oh, it's hilarious. I'll, I'll get it for you. It's not Barry. Barry's a different show, but it's on HBO. Very funny. Okay, let's talk practice plans. Why don't you share your screen with me? When, when we set a practice plan. Uh, like a lot of people, we always like to have some sort of thought of the day. Are you seeing this? I am. Okay. We always like to have some thought of the day. Um, and then my kids are so clueless that I have to explain who George Hallis is. Uh, you know, they don't have a clue. You know, I'll put a Vince Lombardi quote up there. They don't know who Vince Lombardi is. So, so we'll go over sort of the thought of the day. 
who this person was and why they said it. And then this year we decided uh, as a coaching staff that we were going to have a 45 minute period at the beginning of practice. That was exactly the same every single day. And so it was how never many minutes of that? How many minutes? A 45 minute period. That was the exact same every day where we worked on uh, toughness, ball handling, and conditioning, basically. Okay, and they were the exact same drills? The exact same drills every day. So we'd start off with a, the kids had a stretching routine that we showed them, and during that routine, we would call that's the mindset time. That's when I'd walk around, assistant coaches would walk around, kind of talk to the kids, what's been going on, you know, kind of get ready, get them in, in the mood for practice, in the, in the mode of uh, thinking about practice. And then they would jog a couple of laps, five laps, five to eight laps around the court. Again, just kind of get the blood flowing, get into it. And then we would do this loose ball and charge drill, which we believe was going to develop our toughness throughout the year. Okay, can you, show me, can you show me what that looks like? I can. It's actually a Shaka Smart drill. Okay. It's, it's called a multiple effort, he calls it. And this is him. Is this on the full screen for it you? It is. It's perfect. Okay. So what's going to happen? He's standing here in front of this guy, Shaka Smart. And this guy in the blue right here is going to play defense. He's going to help over and take a charge. Then as he takes the charge, Shaka Smart's going to roll the ball toward this sideline. The player's going to pop up and go dive after that ball and save it from going out of bounds, throw it to a teammate. He's then going to hop up. Shaka Smart's going to bounce the ball high here that's going to go out of bounds here. The player's going to sprint across, jump up, grab the ball, and throw it to a teammate. Wow. Does that okay. make sense? Yeah, it does. So this is this is, should be right queued up to where it starts. So the guy's playing defense. Yep. Smart passes it. The guy comes over, takes the charge. There's a ball rolling. He saves it, throws it to a teammate. He gets up. Smart bounces the ball that he has to save from going out of bounds. And what do you call that? We just called it our loose ball and charge drill. Shaka Smart calls it his multiple efforts drill. I love that. So you, you, what you're doing is you're working on multiple things at once. Yes. And again, it's that what we, what we like to call the toughness. It's taking a charge. Right. It's diving for a ball, but staying in bounds. You know, learning how to stay in bounds, control it, pass it to a teammate, then get up, hustle to the other side of the court. So it's all those, you know, it's all those little things that I think any coach talks about, the 50-50 balls, the getting on the floor, you know, the willingness to take a charge, all that kind of toughness that any athlete in your gym can do. And you do that every day? Every day. And there's no variation on it? No. I, we might switch sides of the floor. Okay. And then have you noticed things because you're doing it every day, like good or bad things? There's some complacency that comes with it. I think okay. that's natural when you're doing something every day. So we have to motivate them a little bit better okay. sometimes. You know, does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's always my concern with that is like, mm -hmm. oh, my God. It's like, the, like I got to eat cereal every day for breakfast really you know okay i did I, have I, one veteran coach that i'm friends with this year goes you really do a charge drill every day in today's society he's like you don't you're not worried about someone complaining or whatever i said if they complain that i do a charge drill then they complain like, I, no i i love the drill i'm just saying i just i i'm to, to keep them engaged is all that's awesome i love that and it's it teaches everything you said it does it's perfect 
I love that. And like I said, it, there, it takes no extra human effort. You don't have to be the best basketball player. You don't have to be the best shooter. You, and, nothing. You can, and you can stand out. Maybe show me something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's just effort. And I think I put in the notes that I sent you, the two things we talk about every day are attitude and effort. I talk to my sixth grade students about that too. Those are the only two things you can control when you wake up every morning. I have no control whether it's raining out or not. Right. But I have a control over how I deal with that. Right. Does it affect my attitude? There's no such thing as bad weather, only poorly dressed people. That's my dad's theory. Oh, I like that. <laughs> it's like, there's no bad weather. Just dress properly. It's like, <laughs> it's raining. Bring an umbrella. I don't bring know. an umbrella. What the hell? If it's cold, that's attitude. Though. That's attitude, though. That's right. attitude. I love that. Yeah. So we do that, and then we move to a ball. And, okay, so so eight minutes. Okay. So I'm just trying to think of the eight minutes thing. I got the ten minutes stretch. Blah blah blah. Tell them about the day. Get us get us focused. But then eight minutes. So how many people are on your team? Well, we had uh, we started with twenty two. We finished with seventeen in the gym this year. Okay, so then does everybody get one rep? How does that work? Yep. For you? You everybody gets two one rep. Everyone gets one rep through. I don't have enough coaches to be. I would love to be able to do it on both sides. Okay. Okay. I just don't have enough personnel Bodies. in the gym. Okay. You know, and I came from the college game initially, where we had this army of managers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, to do all these things. And then like, I'm doing everything. I'm coaching freshman basketball. No, I, well, I told somebody too. I told somebody too, that when you're, when you're, the lower you are, the more you should coach from the center of the court. Yes. Because you got to see everything. I can, I, I've got enough assistance that I don't even always have to do that. I can even move to the end line sometimes and move to the other angles. But when you're, when you've got 22 freshmen and you're trying to run practice, you better coach from the center of the damn court because you got to see everything at all times like you gotta be your head's gotta be on a swivel absolutely yeah. yeah and we say that the lower you go down the more you should actually get paid yes it, yeah <laughs> it is it is paid there yeah you're right it is true <laughs> okay. but i think uh cutting my teeth in freshman basketball is definitely valuable to have oh i think you should coach it every i tell people ask about they, you want to be a coach and i say well, you know what you need to do you need to go coach it doesn't matter yeah. what you're coaching just go coach um, you know, you're going to learn something. If you're coaching your sixth graders in basketball, you would learn just as much as I learned probably in a year. Yeah, absolutely. You know, because <laughs> there would be no downtime. Downtime kills there, practices. Yeah. <laughs> Can't have any downtime with sixth graders. Okay, yeah, so I, then, I have, I, I have two assistant coaches, the JV coach. Then we have a, a freshman coach. We didn't have a freshman team this year. So he was in the gym with me this year. I'm hoping next year a buddy of mine is going to volunteer with us. That'd be nice. Get another yeah. set of eyes in the gym. It's always good. I always tell coaches, find as many bodies as you can. Mm-hmm. They trust and they can come, yes. The biggest thing, and we'll talk about it a little bit later in one of the practice plans, is when, when you want to focus on offense, you know, this was the problem with a freshman coach. I'd be like, all right, we want to run through our offenses here. But I would start with that intention, and 30 seconds into it, I'd see us playing terrible defense. Right, and then right. you're talking about the deep, and you know you just can't watch both of them at the same time. You can, but you have to try to focus on one. Yeah, there's oftentimes I'll tell a coach, "You're, you're, I'm, I'm dealing with defense. You worry, worry yep. about the offense, you know, because you, you, you got to do that." And that's the pluses of moving up is that you can have, you can, you can be more finite in in what you're looking at for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay, cone drill. 
Cone drill. I'm going to go to my other camera here. This is a ball handling drill. Okay. It's sort of adjusted from other people, but I kind of made it my own. So what we do is we set up uh, cones. One, two, three, four, five, six spots. And then on the other side, same thing, six spots. Okay. So I'll have a line down here and a line down here. Each kid will have a ball. Okay. Every, start, everybody's got a ball. Everybody's got a ball. Okay. They're going to start by dribbling with their left hand. And this is always important, and I always have to harp on this. They're going to take two hard, quick dribbles between these two cones. And then they're going to make a crossover, left hand to right hand, keeping the ball low. Then they're going to take two hard dribbles with their right hand and cross over right to left. So we're going left hand, cross over left to right, go here, cross over right to left. And now we're attacking this cone as if it's a defender. Okay. So they're going to, they're going to have the ball in their left hand. They're going to attack hard here, cross over and take a jump shot on one side. The other side's doing the exact same thing. And on this side, they're going to take a layup. Okay. Okay. Yep. So we go through that twice. And it, you're talking 12 foot jumper? Are you talking three point jumper? No, inside of three. Inside of three. Inside of three. Okay. Maybe later in the year with a couple of my three point shooters, I'll let them pull up from three. But for the most part, right, it's just a, a step in jumper. And then here's a right handed layup using okay. the glass. If they miss the layup, push ups, 10 push ups. Okay. okay? Yep. The first one is a crossover. So they go through it twice. So they're going to go once on this side, once on this side, second time on this side, second time on this side. It's two times, two reps yep. for everything. The second one, we're going between the legs at each cone. Okay, between the legs, between the legs. Third time, we're going around the back. Again, the important thing I always harp on them is it's two dribbles, then the move. Okay. Two hard dribbles. Learn to dribble in compact spaces. Yep. And so, how, how do they cheat? How do they cheat on this? How do they cheat on? It? Is they don't take two. They take one dribble, and then the second dribble is the move. Okay. Because I'm always yeah. looking for how people cheat on their drills. Absolutely. So, so yeah. You, you, <laughs> so you you have to harp on them to do the two dribbles. Yes. Okay. Right. The lazy kids who dribble high or aren't going to stay <laughs> compact. Right. They're going to take one dribble, do the move. Okay. So it's crossovers then between the legs, then behind the back. Then the fourth one gets a little confusing. We have to slow down and, and show the kids. They're going to do a spin move at the first cone. Then they're going to do a crossover because you don't want them to spin, 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 spin. Then the kid's going to get dizzy and fall over. Right. <laughs> so it's spin, <laughs> spin, cross, spin, cross, and then here it'll be spin into the move okay okay yep and then the last one they do each move crossover between the legs around the back spin move and then here they do whichever move they want just one move to create a move yes okay yeah so they're working on all the moves you're going to do with a dribble they're getting a ton of ball handling and how long does this take? If we do it right, it doesn't take any longer than 10 minutes. Okay. 
the first couple times, you know, with new kids in the gym, you got to explain it, break it down. But if it's done right and it's great conditioning, because if you think about it, I, I can't count one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. They're basically making 20 trips up and down the court. So they're conditioning, they're working on their ball handling, they're shooting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're doing just about everything but passing, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah. and they're yeah. working on all the different moves. And I say, listen, if you have trouble going around the back, this is the time to practice it. Right. Right? <laughs> right. Screw up now. Who cares if you mess up now? Right, this turnover that. doesn't count in this drill. And what do you – so let's say a kid messes up on that third cone. Do you make them go back to the first cone, or do you make them start where they were? They usually start where they were. Okay. Usually just start with And do you have any backlog issues? Like There can be. If kids go in the right order, you don't have backlog issues. Okay. That's one of my other ones. And I've done a drill like this. I end up with backlog. And so, like, I almost got to say, you can't even – the next guy can't even start until he gets the half court kind of thing. I say third cone. Third cone. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. And, right, if you don't want to say – listen, Billy goes first in this drill, but – you hope that the hierarchy starts to work itself out. You hope. Right? <laughs> it doesn't always do that. All right, let's go back to the practice plan, Coach. I love okay. that. I'm gonna, and you call that what? Where is that? Uh, I just call it the cone drill. Cone drill. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> don't be over-creative, people. I'm yeah. telling you. You don't need to on your drills. I agree. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. But it should have a name just so kids know. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's my feeling. Okay. So if I Perfect. say cone drill, they know, boom, we got to get the balls. But again, this beginning of practice becomes so second nature that they know what we're moving to next. So, it, yes, there can be complacency issues, but it's also – they know exactly what's coming next. So they're moving into the next drill right when we're done. I love that. Okay, so two things. First of all, I need you to put, put yourself back in the corner so I can see you because I'd rather see oh, you. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no worries. And then how do, you transition from, how do you transition from drill to drill? Like the first 45 minutes is pretty fast is my guess. Mm -hmm. um, is and it wound up being quicker than 45 minutes as the season, as the season goes on. Okay. Um, what about later? What about the rest of the practice? Is that a, how do you transition? Poorly. <laughs> do you have a magic elixir to that? I um, don't. I don't. Um, uh, I do a lot of my teaching early. Um, mm -hmm. So I think that does help with transition. Um, I also time them on their transition for drills. Okay. Um, well, I like and, that. And I also have my assistant coaches getting the next drill ready. I did a good job of that. Of my yep. So they're already talking years. to kids. They're getting pennies on. They're saying, hey, we're going and doing five by four next or whatever we're doing. Right. So, and we, and we use the clock. I use the clock all the time, like eight minutes, eight minutes on the clock. So they know when it's getting down to seven, we're going to be transitioning soon. Um, mm -hmm. I, uh, I like 
to get in and out as fast as I can and as precise as I can. So that's my argument to them. If we do this right, you're going to, you know, you can get out of here sooner. Um, yes. Go, you know, go see your chicky Lala and snuggle in the parking lot, you know? <clears throat> um, so, okay, perfect. All right, let's go back to that. Where's the, okay. So cone drill. Yep. Yep. So we're at full court closeouts. This is again, something you do every day. Every day. Okay. Working on closing out and again, conditioning. All these drills, you know, the loose ball charge drill is not great conditioning, but right. this cone drill and the full court closeouts, and then we're going to run next. I mean, it is conditioning, 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 conditioning. Okay, so full court closeout, what's that? All right, I'm going to go back to the board here. Okay. Uh, so, again, here we're going to start with two lines, a line here and a line here, and there's going to be a cone, and then we did a poly spot. And then a cone and a poly and a cone and a poly and a cone. And then this would be their end spot. And so for the, for the people that are listening to this, if you don't have cones, you can use chairs. If you don't have the dots, you can use um, painter's tape. Painter's tape yes. is a cheap way of doing it. You can use helpline. You can use pack. Uh, painter's tape is the best thing for a court because it won't mess up the court. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it comes up real fast. All right, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, get creative. Garbage cans. You can put garbage, garbage cans. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. The, yeah. The, whatever. the kids you don't like, put them at the elbow. He's <laughs> <laughs> not going to play. <laughs> you're not gonna... He doesn't have to worry about closing hey, out. Hey, John, go stand at the elbow. You're, ne you're, the, you're never playing. <laughs> so <laughs> true. <laughs> so we're closing out to a cone. Okay. Okay. We're sprinting. Breaking down, chopping our feet, yep. keeping our butt low. We're getting both hands high, and we do we do a, a pull two hands together high as high. Oh, as you, you do that? Yes. Okay, and what? So, so I'm going to pause for a second. I want to hear your theory on that. So, because um, I'm a stats teacher, uh, so why don't you close out with the hand that's closest to the shooter? So a right-handed shooter, I should close. Because the math says if you close out with the left hand versus the right hand, mm -hmm. your the percentages drop. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So, so, so think about it. So if I'm sitting here shooting, mm -hmm. right, and I go up with the shot, if you close out with your left hand, your left hand is – the percentages drop almost 10% that if I close out with the opposite hand. Okay. Um, Our but, thought process behind it is we're not only closing out for the shot, we're closing out for the pass. Ah, okay, okay. I don't so know if your guys have, but my I get more passes whipped over my guys' heads. Really? Okay, okay. That's interesting. Now, do you think that double hand closeout you're more vulnerable for off the dribble? A little bit. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. I will. Yes. But uh, okay. I, you know, philosophically, you're giving up one. The you know, oh, that's cost benefit. Trust me, you got to read yeah. your teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. Okay. My 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 biggest my biggest pet peeve is you better close out, or you or, right, or just walk over here because you're sitting your butt down, man. You ain't playing if you don't close out. Right. The kids that run out and stare at a kid. Well, that doesn't do anything. Right. And the little pokey thing at the belly button. I go. What are you doing? You think they're a balloon? What the hell? That 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 ain't gonna. A shooter ain't even gonna notice you hit them in the. Stuff. No. It's like I hate that. I know. It's like my I'm best a shooter. You hit me in the stomach. I'm laughing at you because the ball's going through the basket. 
my best athlete this year closed out like this it was one hand would kind of reach out and I'm like can you just put both of your athletic long hands up in the air right <laughs> okay all right go let's go back so you do the cone and then what what are the dots for then okay so we're closing out to the cone high hands okay then we're dropping down and we're sliding to the poly okay defensive slide to the poly and the reason I have the poly spot out there to answer your question so they don't cheat the drill. Uh, so okay. they have to go around the poly and then sprint and close out to the next cone. So it's basically close out, slide, close right. out. Slide, slide, go around the poly, close out, slide, go around the poly, close that. out, slide. And we're going on the other side too. Doing and are you going at the same time? Yep. Okay. So you don't have to do this very long then. We usually go up and down four times. Okay. And has this helped? I hope so. Um, I think so. Okay. I think so. Again, it was. We, <laughs> I love that. I hope so. I think so. <laughs> you should, you should work in the White House. Um, yeah, we'll, right, yeah. Exactly. Very good. Uh, very good political answer. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> uh, I hope so. I think so. Hey, just drink some Lysol. Um, yeah. <laughs> sorry. Uh, this is not a political show. I'm sorry. It's just, no, it's, no, no. It's fine. It's, it's funny. my, like, like I do that in class. You should see it sometimes. They go, Mr. Collins, you should do your stand up. I go, I start doing my stand up. Half of you are going to start crying. So stop it. Cause I, I don't, first of all, my kids don't even know I do stand up and my jokes would not play well in the school. I go, I go, I, they go, well, what do you do when someone heckles you? I go, I never go after the heckler. I go after the, who they're with. Like, yeah, absolutely. You know, because I'm going to make fun of the girlfriend because then yep. he's going to shut his ass up because <laughs> he's too drunk to know any better. But he knows if I come after her, he's done. Like, they go, what do you mean? I go, don't start. Like, it's pretty funny. Anyway. Um, all right, yeah, so I, I think I think it was something we really wanted to work on this year was closing out, getting our hands up, not having as many. No, the only reason I asked the question is, is like. I think it's a great drill. And I think it, I mean, I, I wouldn't, I, I, that's like a minute drill for me. I think I would just boom, boom, done. I just mm -hmm. wondering what the, what the, um, what the, what the cross, how that correlates to what you see in a game for your guy. Right. I don't know. I mean, I know where our closeouts come. I know that we get burned off the dribble on our closeout. So we work on closeout and then helping on the drive and stuff. I think it's great mm -hmm. for footwork. Um, that's why I asked. I just didn't know how long he did that for, but. Um, again, it's even going up and down four times. It's pretty quick. Yeah, it's, it's pretty. I bet, I bet you don't spend four minutes the second week you do that. I bet they get boom, 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 done. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And again, conditioning, boom. It's quick, but they're they're moving, they're sliding. Are they saying? Uh, you know, are they talking? Uh, we yell. We do yell. Shot on the shot. Okay. And then, and the and the sliding is a good time for my assistant coaches to look to see which kids are really getting down in the stance so that when we go do some defensive work, mm -hmm. we kind of know what kids we need to really work on to get down in the stance. Yeah. You're slow as molasses in January. You better get yeah. your ass in the, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. All right. Five, five 17s on two. Yes. Okay. So the 17 across, do you guys do that? Seven. You were talking wind sprints. Yeah. Okay. But what do you do? Go back to this. So you go. So the kids are lined up on this yep. baseline, right? One, yep. two, three. Yep. Four, 17 five, times. 
you have 17 times. We do it on an interval of two minutes, five of them. So it's a 10-minute drill. So what happens is we do it in two groups. We have one group on one side, one group on the other. You can take as long as you want to sprint back and forth, but the, every two minutes, you have to go every two minutes is when you start your next sprint. Oh, I love that. Okay. So if you take a minute five to do it, you get 55 seconds rest. If you want to half-ass it and jog it, then you get no time to rest. You can run for 10 minutes. Basically. Yeah, then you're just jogging for 10 minutes. Good. Have fun. <laughs> what do they do? Uh, most of them run it hard, and then what we'll do is we'll put a time on it. If kids are dogging it, then we'll say everyone in this group has to get it in under a minute 20, otherwise it doesn't count. Okay, okay. So that right when sense. you see the kids dogging it, then you put a – Then you put a restriction on it. Then okay. you put a restriction on it. Okay. So, there, so by the time – so you're not even through your 45 minutes. The last one is your 45 no. minutes. Okay. Yeah, that, no, 517 is the last thing. Okay. That's your last thing. So they are they're you you've gone for 45 minutes, they're done. Like they're yeah. gassed. Yes. Okay. <laughs> no, no, I love that. So you basically are you basically you're like the marine sergeant. You beat them down bad. Yeah. And now you're going to see how good they are. Like yes. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Right. And now we're going to get into the meat of the practice, whatever it is we're trying to accomplish. Right. Okay. <clears throat> Today's uh, emphasis, as you can see, is going to be defense, 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 defense. Um, what do you play defensively? We, we started in half-court man, and then we adjust from there. Okay. Uh, we wound up going to a lot of zone this year. I'd like to be – the times I've had really good teams, it is completely – changing defenses every time there's a huddle we change a defense uh, stop each other like time out, high school quarter. kids don't high school kids don't adjust to change you could change on if you if you get to the point where you even change on every other on a making a miss if you change on you know every dead ball you change they'll freak out they won't know i mean i've had three teams where i've actually been able to change on the side of where the ball is entered like, oh wow yeah that's yeah that's crazy because no one knows what's going on like they think <laughs> they think you're like a magician at that point um but even make misses it takes them a while to figure it out um, yes because then you can change what the make and the miss are. we had a team making missing us this year there was they were man on the make two three zone on the miss i mean yeah. i'm sorry the other way around man on the miss two three zone on the make and yeah it took us a quarter and a half to figure out what the Either hell are you one. doing? Yeah, and then they change it up. Yeah, I love that. So here we're – this is early in the season for us. We get started a little later than you guys. So this was practice number five for us. Oh, God, you do. We usually are part of the late – so you guys didn't get through your tournament then? No, we, we start – we have tryouts the three days before Thanksgiving. Then we're off for the Thanksgiving weekend, and then that Monday is our first official practice. And then when does your season end? We end the playoffs are usually the first week in March. Okay, so how first far did how week. far did you guys how far did the tournament get before they called it? They didn't play the state championships. The, we had a north winner and a south winner, but they didn't get to play for the state titles. They didn't get to play. Okay. Yeah. So it's close. It was like us. So I think it was Elite Eight for us that we got. Yeah. To, yeah. Okay. So that stinks for those teams that were there. I oh, 
I can't imagine. I mean, it's going to yeah. stick more for the next year for, I mean, I'm convinced we're not going to have a season to be honest with you. I'm not sure. But, really? Um, football ain't happening. Fall, fall well, I, told, I was talking to my buddy today who I teach with and he coaches at another school. We're actually in the same conference. We don't, we don't, neither one of us teach at the school where we coach. Okay. Um, and I said to him, I said, Brian, I said, if they shut down school for the year, which they haven't officially done yet, but it's coming. I go, we're not going to be allowed to do anything in the summer. No camps, no workouts, no summer league. Ours have been called. Yeah, ours have called already. He goes, you think so? I go, they're going to shut down school, but let us let the football have seven on seven? No way. No, no, and I don't think football – here, here's the issue, and this is the stats teacher in me. So if someone's listening to this three years from now, but we'll see if I was right. Um, I'm in a school of 2,000. You can't put 2,000 teenagers together in social distance. You can't put right. 20 of them. To, you can't put 20 of them together in social distance. So what they're going to do is, I think they're going to try to slow. They're going to stagger schedules and try things, mm-hmm. and then it's going to blow up, and they're going to shut down for three weeks, and then they're yeah. going to try again, and then they're going to shut down again. They're going to get better at testing. They're going to get better at the stats of like you saw all these people. You guys are off for three weeks, kind of. Thing. Right. That's why I don't know if we'll have a season like we've had. Wow, that's interesting. I mean, I just unless someone comes up with a vaccine, um, right, takes usually a year to to four years. Um, yeah, I know it's going to be a while. Please. I think. I know. <laughs> um, all right. So then, so and then you do five. You do your seventeen twos. You do those three times. Well, this is early in the season. When okay, your conditioning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. By mid-season, we only have this usually this one in the mid one. Okay, that makes yeah. sense. Okay. But this is the one where they go home and I see the parents the next day and go, oh, Timmy came home and he just went right to sleep. Good. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Are you going to pay me extra for that? that you didn't I know. have to deal with your teenager? <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's a good thing. Um, All right. What, so anything guess, else on those? On what? On, on those, um, on the other two, on the box outs or the closeouts? No, not really. I mean, it, we're, we're, these are pretty standard drills. You know, defensive stance. We do uh, um, just a full court one where I'm at the head. In the box out. So explain the box out drill. Do you, that, that's one that intrigues me because I'm always looking for drills that, that, that are good for, for rebounding and stuff. We're going to start with uh, box outs on the floor where, okay. you know, the circle's here. We're going to have circle here, circle here. So we'll have groups. There'll be an X and an O and an X, X and an o. o. Yep. And we'll put the ball in the middle. I love that drill. And they've yep. got to, it's got to be four seconds. They hold the guy off. It's a great and drill. We'll, yeah. And then, then what I do, you what you really have to do is teach them to go get the damn ball. Like, yes. I mean, there's nothing box. I mean, we got five guys boxing out and the ball bounces. It's like, great, go get it. <laughs> the well, then we, as we move in the season, we'll do – just a, you know, just have five guys around kind of anywhere, right? Right. And then, oh, that's six. No, one, two, three, four, five. We'll throw it up, and they have to – the defense gets a point if it bounces. Ah, I like that. Okay, and then they've okay. got to get five points to get off. Ooh, so it's I like really that. holding the box out and waiting for the one bounce. Ooh, I like that a lot because it forces – I mean, and the problem is there's one weak link in that chain, baby. 
mm-hmm. it's going to stand out. It's going to stand out quickly. <laughs> and the rest of them are going to, it's going to be like Lord of the flies, man. They're going to come after that kid. Yes. Yes. And then we do this one a bunch too. Uh, I should have put these in numbers. We have one, two, three, four offensive players and two defensive guys right in here okay. and i'm gonna shoot and when i shoot i'm gonna yell out two numbers and those are the guys that are going to the glass so i might yell out two and three so two and three are going to the glass like they have that. to box these two guys out now you always get the one kid that goes you get the guys on that side and i'll get the guys on this side Right. Well, hey, dummy, what happens when I call three and four? <laughs> right. Then this guy stands here and goes. Huh? Huh? <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love so that. That's called numbered rebounding. We'll do that too. Numbered rebounding. Okay. And then did you have another – did you have one from later in the season? I'd yes. like to compare. I'd love to compare. Yeah. So let's see what I have, the one later in the season. Uh, <clears throat> again, I'm big with the quotes. Yep. So this actually was a quote. Uh, Peter Goober is, was a movie producer, and he bought into the um, Golden State Warriors in, like, 2012. He was one of, the, one of the shareholders. And the year they won their first championship, I heard an interview with him on the radio, like, two days later. And this is a guy who started as a, you know, a production assistant intern and worked his way up to the head of, like, Paramount Pictures and, you know, a billionaire. Right. And he, and he said this, they said, well, when you first bought in, you know, the team wasn't good. You had just drafted Steph Curry, blah, blah, blah. And he said this failure is an inevitable partner on the path to success. So at this point in the season, I will tell you, we were 0-4 and not close to winning a game yet. So, you know, this is when we did really you, so about So teams. did you feel like you lost them this year? No, and I talked to them about that at the end of the season. That's really um, good then. We had one game uh, we had one game this year where I felt like we gave up. That's not bad. With that record, one game is not bad. And listen, that record, and I think the average score of the games was 65 to 37 was our okay was the average score. Okay. So, so yeah, only have one game that, where I felt like we completely. Well, that's why I asked the question. Is because if you'd have come back and said, "Oh, I thought I lost them," then then there's other issues. But if you never thought you lost them, that's half the battle. No. Like, <laughs> to make sure they're in the boats, you know. Yeah, so and that's why I said, with you. Said, you know, you guys showed uh, there are a lot of lesser kids that would have stopped coming to practice that just right. had a bag. What happened? I don't know. Maybe everybody in New Jersey's on the internet right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is the draft still on? What time is it? 9.30? Could be. No. That was weird. Sorry about that. No, no worries. Um, but, yeah, we had two kids that kind of – one kid was sort of injured, one kid was – and they left the program. Okay. And I said, you guys didn't. Right. And you showed up every day on time. From someone that built the program, that's the way to do it. Like, if you don't want to be part – we're going to do this. You, whether you want to be a part of the building of this or not, it's fine. That's cool. Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you this – quick story um and see what you think as a veteran coach because i went through this issue this year so we didn't have a freshman team everyone was in one gym i had a freshman pretty big kid decently talented 
was the biggest kid in my gym. Decently talented. Would have gotten some minutes on the varsity this year. Would have played a ton of JV minutes. He comes out for the team. We have the tryouts. We're going through practice. And about three days before the first game, he comes to me and he goes, hey, coach, listen. He goes, on Wednesdays, I'm not going to be able to come to practice because I play on a travel soccer team. He's your tallest kid? Yeah. Is he a goalie? The hell? Yes. Okay. Yeah, he is a goalie. Okay. But he goes, I'm not going to be able to come to practice every Wednesday because hmm. I play on this travel soccer team. And I said, no. <laughs> and uh, he said, well, what do you mean? I said, well, you need to go home and talk to your parents and tell them that if you're on the basketball team on Wednesdays, you have to be a basketball practice. Right. Basketball it's practice. basketball season. So he came in. He said, well, I talked to my parents. And, you know, I don't know. I said, listen, Nick, listen. I said, you're also going to have tournaments, aren't you? And he goes, well, yeah, I think we have like one a month or maybe two a month. I go, well, so then Saturdays and Sundays, if we have practice or a game, you're not going to be at that? Oh, I didn't think about that. I said, well, you need to. And I said, listen, it's up to you. The decision's up to you. I'm not going to force you to make a decision. Do you want to be part of the basketball program or do you want to be part of the travel soccer team that your right. parents pay for? I get it. So he said, oh, I think I'm going to do soccer. Two days later, his mom called me and ripped me, ripped me, called me an a-hole, said, the one I didn't like was she said, you didn't give my son a choice. I said, no, absolutely. I gave him a choice. Yeah. So here's Because yeah. you don't like the choices doesn't mean you weren't given a choice. So here's, 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 here's the comeback for this. You did the, exactly what I would do. So you are a coach of a talented and gifted team for basketball players. Okay. <laughs> and your choices, I, and I give the, I spell this out at the beginning of the year. If you miss a practice, you sit. Like, I'm sorry your mm -hmm. gerbil died, but the other kids were here and you weren't. I'm sorry you're sick, but the other kids were here and you weren't. Now, so if you're a starter, I don't start you. If you're not a starter, I don't, I don't put you in right away. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm not going to sit you the whole game at that point, but if it's unexcused, that's unexcused. That means you ought, any unexcused absence for me, you sit a game. So every yep. time you miss a Wednesday, you'd sit the next game. It's like you're really not going to be an integral part. So, I mean, I'm not sure a kid like that is, is going to be around in three years anyway. That's my theory. It's like I want basketball players. Like I want multiple sport athletes that play their sports in the season and make the rest of the stuff mm -hmm. work. Well, <laughs> so that's what I said to him. I go, next fall during soccer season, if we have weightlifting, are you going to miss soccer practice to lift weights? No. no. And the mom said to me, well, it's not the same thing. I go, it's the exact same thing. It's the exact same thing. You're making choices, so live with your choice. That's what I said to the kid, and that's what I said to the mom. I said, we don't right. make choices in life. Hey, everybody. Hope you enjoyed it. Make sure you subscribe, like, jump up and down, review, do whatever you got to do. Um, also, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Have a great Sports Social Podcast Network. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today. 
at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.